Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everyone. Today we are going to read Proverbs 27. It is May 27th. We'll be reading it in the ESV and then in the Passion Translation. So in the ESV, it says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let another praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. A stone is heavy, and sand is weighty, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. One who is full loathes honey, but to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Do not forsake your friend and your father's friend, and do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. Be wise, my son, and make my heart glad, that I may answer him who reproaches me. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger, and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for an adulteress. Whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, will be counted as cursing. A continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are alike. To restrain her is to restrain the wind or to grasp oil in one's right hand. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who guards his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, and never satisfied are the eyes of man. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for gold, and a man is tested by his praise. Crush a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his folly will not depart from him. Know well the condition of your flocks, and give attention to your herds. For riches do not last forever, and does a crown endure to all generations? When the grass is gone, and the new growth appears, and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing, and the goats the price of a field. There will be enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household, and the maintenance of your girls. And then in the Passion Translation, Proverbs 27 says, Never brag about the plans you have for tomorrow, for you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring you. Let someone else honor you for your accomplishments, for self-praise is never appropriate. It's easier to carry a heavy boulder and a ton of sand than to be provoked by a fool and have to carry that burden. The rage and anger of others can be overwhelming, but it's nothing compared to jealousy's fire. It's better to be corrected openly if it stems from hidden love. You can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, but your friends, but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. When your soul is full, you turn down even the sweetest honey, but when your soul is starving, every bitter thing becomes sweet. Like a bird that has fallen from its nest is the one who is dislodged from his home. Sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy, for good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrant incense of God's presence. So never give up on a friend or abandon a friend of your father, for in the day of your brokenness, you won't have to run to a relative for help. A friend nearby is better than a relative far away. My son, when you walk in wisdom, my heart is filled with gladness, for the way you live is proof that I've not taught you in vain. 
A wise, shrewd person discerns the danger ahead and prepares himself, but the naive simpleton never looks ahead and suffers the consequences. Co-sign for one you barely know and you'll get a great price. Anyone stupid enough to guarantee the loan of another deserves to have his property seized in payment. Do you think you're blessing your neighbor when you sing at the top of your lungs early in the morning? Don't be fooled, they'll curse you for doing it. An endless drip, drip, drip from a leaky faucet and the words of a cranky, nagging wife have the same effect. Can you stop the north wind from blowing or grasp a handful of oil? That's easier than to stop her from complaining. It takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade and so one person sharpens the character of another. Tend an orchard and you'll have fruit to eat. Serve the master's interests and you'll receive honor that's sweet. Just as no two faces are exactly alike, so every heart is different. Death and destruction are never filled and the desires of men's hearts are insatiable. Fire is the way to test the purity of silver and gold, but the character of a man is tested by giving him a measure of fame. You can beat a fool half to death and still never beat the foolishness out of him. A shepherd should pay close attention to the faces of his flock and hold close to his heart the condition of those he cares for. A man's strength, power, and riches will one day fade away. Not even nations endure forever. Take care of your responsibilities and be diligent in your business, and you will have more than enough, an abundance of food, clothing, and plenty for your household. So as I was reading Proverbs 27, verses 2, 19, and 21 seem to stand out. They say, let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Verse 19 says, as in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. And verse 21 says, the crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and a man is tested by his praise. We can either bemoan the advent of the selfie and the apparent narcissism that runs in every soul voluble in social media, or we can acknowledge that this sort of self-focus is as old as Adam, quite literally. Self-hatred and self-obsession are two sides of the same coin, and for all of my efforts to avoid either of them, I am most days hovering in between them. In my effort to selflessly love Jesus and others, myself is a gigantic, impenetrable obstacle. Self-focus is the root. The gospel is self-forgetfulness, but it's a self-forgetfulness not as a result of self-effort and gritting our teeth determined to deny the very nature that makes us human. Have you ever seen a bird confess self-hatred? Repeating what we love about ourselves when we really see our own ugly backside is useless. Chanting that we're enough when every day ends and we feel our frayed edges is maddening. And so is attempting to die to ourselves on our own strength. Turning blue while we hold our own breath, trying to forget about our writhing soul and troubled mind and needy emotions. It is all vanity without the help of our caregiver. Self-forgetfulness truly comes when we trust ourselves to an enormously kind creator. He loves us better than we love ourselves. We can actually trust our whole self to his tender, loving ministrations. He will cultivate our hearts. He will keep our minds in perfect peace. He will rescue our souls from trouble. He knows exactly who we are and why we are the way we are. And when we walk with him, as the two men on the road to Emmaus found out, he will give us context for how we fit into his magnificent story. Have you ever noticed that when a woman is finally and healthfully engaged, she can be more herself? Now armed with a promise of love, she becomes alive to others again and alive to a future and alive to security. 
And that's a picture for me of how helpful the Holy Spirit is as a down payment guaranteeing our eternal security, betrothal, and love. He sets us free from self-protection and self-hatred and self-promotion and self-obsession in all of its forms over and over again. You can trust me, he says. You can rest here. You can lay down in green pastures, lay beside quiet waters, have your soul restored and your head anointed and your table prepared and goodness and mercy will come tumbling after you all the days of your life as you dwell in my house. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. As I was just thinking about those verses and how so often we are trying to remedy our own insecurity or figure out who we are and how we fit, and then you see social media and you're just like, everyone is really doing this. And people have all these different philosophies. Really, the philosophy of Jesus is to come to him and to love him and to let his love cover you so that you can go out and love other people without having to be concerned about self-promotion, without having to be concerned about how you're going to make it and how, how you're going to prove yourself because you feel secure in the love of God and you trust his timing over your life. And obviously that doesn't happen all at once. This is a lifelong journey of entrusting ourselves to Jesus, loving him, put, put, putting our gaze on him, letting our lives be found in him. And then he restores, he gives us the kingdom if we seek after him first he gives us the kingdom afterward. So I would just encourage you, if you feel stuck in either self-hatred or if you're looking at your life thinking, all I really do is think about myself, to just give your mind to Jesus and say, I'm gonna think about you today and I'm gonna trust you to take care of me. I'm gonna trust you to take care of the things in my life that I can't get rid of these habits or these thoughts or these patterns that I have that I hate about myself. Or I'm gonna trust you, Jesus, to tenderly care for me and to love me and to have your love set me free so that I can be free to love other people. I think there's an invitation for us to not get on either lane of this self-hatred or this like self-mantra of like, I am so great and I am so awesome because we all know deep down there's not really much awesome about us without the help of Jesus. But when he comes in, he restores us to who we truly are. And as we're conformed to his image, we find that what we are is a treasure for other people, to, for them to find Jesus as well. So I hope that those thoughts encourage you today. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow with Proverbs 28. Have a great day.